Welcome back to Self Love Ignited. My name is Katie, and on today's episode, I am speaking with Emma Burton. Emma is an established yoga teacher and wellness coach who loves to help people feel good and make positive changes in their lives. We dive into her personal story of growing up with a very negative body image, discovering that she actually had body dysmorphia, discovering yoga, discovering presence, and really how she has grown into a self-assured, confident woman today who can stand in front of a group of strangers and confidently teach a yoga class. Emma is full of wisdom and she shares a wonderful tip that is something that you can do today that is super, super effective in helping you create self-acceptance as well. What are you waiting for? Dive on in. Okay, Emma, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So the best way for us to start, I think, is just for you to introduce yourself. So why don't you just take a moment, tell us a little bit about you and where you are in the world and what you do. Okay, so I am in the UK um, and I teach yoga. I taught yoga for 18 years, but I also do well-being coaching and healing and I specialize in helping people with fertility issues, but also with being kind of comfortable in their skin. So that's how I got into yoga. And I actually did my yoga teach training in Australia. So it feels good to talk to you guys over there. That's awesome. That's awesome. So jealous of you. Totally going to do my yoga teacher training soon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So this podcast is all about, you know, self-love and really telling the stories of women like you who have come from a place of maybe not liking parts of themselves or parts of their bodies to really learning how to love and embrace and care for themselves as a whole. So I really just want to invite you to to share your story. You can go right back to the beginning and tell us a little bit about your specific challenges that you faced and how that all began. So I guess turning well into a teenager, I was quite shy and then suddenly, you know, you get noticed and then you got really self-conscious and so my I had real issues with my appearance and being comfortable in my skin and body dysmorphic syndrome. I didn't realize I had that until later on in life where I realized actually that's exactly what I had. So I didn't just not like myself. I really, really, really hated myself. Mm. So it made every conversation I had tricky. It made everything I did tricky. You know, I wanted to be in the fashion world and do makeup and stuff, but I had no confidence. And being that close to people was just, it was not ever gonna happen. And so I spent, you know, the teenage years sort of finding out what I could do and just realizing I had no confidence to do anything. And then in my 20s, I found yoga. And it was because, you know, another failed relationship, broken heart and just feeling really low. And like, how could anybody ever love me and all of that sort of stuff. And my mum just said to me, just go and get happy, go to yoga. She'd just come back from a class. And I did. And, you know, it was just a little village. No, it was actually in a school in my local village. And it was just so beautiful. It was just breathing, really gentle. 
and I felt absolutely magical from one class. You know, there was a lady who was in her eighties and sort of, she was so balanced and so poised and she was, I was just blown away by just the way she moved and it was, it was amazing. So I was hooked. <laughs> That's amazing. How old were you, did you say? So I was in my twenties, 21 I think when I first okay. did it, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, same yoga addict. I think I was 21 when I started. Yeah. Yeah. Right on board with you. <laughs> I wish I'd found it in my teen years though. That would be so amazing just to yeah. help instead of kind of coming undone quite the same the way I did. It'd be really nice to have some tools earlier on in my life to, to feel better. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So when, you know, so you were in this place of like really hating yourself, no confidence you had this first yoga class, which was, sounds like such like an aha, opened your eyes to this whole new world that you didn't even know existed. Um, so how did you then move forward? Tell us a little bit more about like that yoga journey and how that mirrored this journey of learning to love yourself. Cause you now are like super confident when I speak to you, you know, you're like the polar opposite of what you're describing you used to be. So yeah, I, I really am. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to go back for more. I was blown away. How could that happen? And then I kept going back and going back. And every time it happened, I, I really enjoyed the class and I really felt good. So then I was like, how does this work? I want to know, like, how can this be so magical? So then I studied it, learned. I never wanted to be a yoga teacher ever. I was far too shy to talk in front of people. Yeah. But um I just wanted to learn and read the books and and I was already into um, this sort of slightly woo spiritual side because my mum was a homeopath and a healer in crystals so that was all kind of interesting to me too and so yeah I, I basically signed up did a yoga course it would I did a three-year course over here in the UK but we talked a lot about yoga and we studied we studied how to do it rather than actually did it. So then I went to Australia to Byron Bay and did a two month kind of dive into it, you know, wake up really early, live, eat, sleep, breathe, all of it. So it kind of felt like it really embedded itself in me. And I loved it as well because I had teachers from different genres of yoga. So it wasn't like, this is the only way I had an Ashtanga teacher and a Yanga teacher and, and all these other forms of yoga, which meant I could learn from them, but actually see what felt good for me. And um, I learned so much. I mean, I actually injured my back really badly on my teacher training. I got a really heavy adjustment. And so that kind of changed the way I was doing things. So learned again, how to fix my back through a more gentle approach. Um, and yeah, I've just never stopped learning really. I'm doing, you know, I did a course in Akashic record reading and then I did a course in muscle testing so I could deal with people's emotions and limiting beliefs. And I just keep adding to things that I'm fascinated in and want to learn and can share with clients and help them. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So as you were on this journey of, you know, learning yoga and not just the doing it, but, you know, learning all about it and really immersing yourself in it what was happening on the inside what was happening to your self-talk to that confidence 
So actually, that's quite interesting you said that because on my teacher training, for example, in the Byron Bay one, there was 30 people. There was, you know, a lot of very beautiful, very bendy people. And I was like, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. My practice isn't good enough. And all of that stuff comes up. So, yeah, you know, it can get ugly whilst you're you're finding the bits. And it's almost like the bits you dislike the most are the bits that need loving the most. And so they come to the surface. And I wouldn't say that I mastered it then in my 20s at all. It wasn't until later on. Um, but, you, you know, they lead you down another path. So I actually went on a bit of an ego fest with my yoga and wanted to be better, to bendy be bendier and, and go off on one and and then I got even more and more injured so I kind of like learned how not to do it and then I came back to feeling quite broken physically because the physical practice made me feel good mentally but then I went off too far and too deep so yeah it's been a real journey and I would love it if kind of having taught now for about 18 or so years it would be really nice if people didn't need to go quite down that road like I did and be injured and they could kind of just I don't know learn from my experience and yeah. be safer yeah yeah without a doubt yeah help others learn from your mistakes so that they don't have to make them yeah 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 so was part of the reason I'm just curious because you mentioned before that you know you really wish that you had found yoga in your teens like you wish that you had found it earlier and really been able to experience it and benefit from it earlier. Um, is that part of the reason that you decided to become a teacher to help others? Selfishly, the reason I wanted to be a teacher was literally just to learn more about it. And for myself, like I literally could not see any way I would ever teach anyone else anything for one, who was I to teach anyone? And, you know, but now I would love to share with teens and with parents and yeah, the more the feel good. And I think teenagers get into yoga. The ones that do often do the, the bendy, go too deep, too much, use it for extreme, you know, extreme weight loss with hot yoga and all of this stuff. So just to put a bit of the, the spiritual side and, and actually helping people to feel good about themselves, to breathe, and to know that they don't need to be any better. We're already perfect, just as we are. We just need to think, ah, it's okay, you know? It's, yeah. And just to bring that moment of beauty into, into their life and, and acceptance. That's gorgeous. And I, I just wanna say, I love that Thank you for being real and being like, no, I was totally selfish at the beginning because that's yeah. human. Like there's so, lots of us do things for different reasons. And once you're in something, you kind of go, oh, I could help others. I could do this. I could do this. And it's so important to realize just because you start something for one reason doesn't mean that's the final result. Yeah. Right? I mean, I always love children, like always I was always gravitating towards little ones and things and so now being an older woman it would be lovely to to go in and help help teenagers yeah love themselves more through yoga and spirituality yeah so this this journey that you've been on would you identify this as a self-love journey or self-discovery or self-acceptance like what what words feel true yeah I think self-acceptance Self-love to me used to be thrown, well, 
I'd hear it thrown around and people would say to me, I oh, just love yourself. You can't do anything till you love yourself. But you're like, how, how can you love yourself? It's not just like, I love me today. It's hard. And when you really don't, it's like, how can I? And that's where the other work I do comes in, like the Akashic record reading and the um, muscle testing. Because if you really can't find a way to love yourself, it's like, what's the block to that? So then I work with clients to find the block to that so that we can remove the block so that they can be like, oh, okay, and I understand why that is. And, and you can accept yourself. And once you accept yourself, you just want to give yourself a big fat hug and go, oh, there we go. You know, it's, you're, it's yeah, that's where the love comes in for me. Yeah, 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 that's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's all part of the journey. You know, and it, and there is no right or wrong. And I think one for many people leads to the next, but it doesn't have to like self-acceptance is a beautiful place to be. And I mean, to me, my definition of self-acceptance, I don't know if you identify with this, but it's really just seeing yourself, being with yourself, being non-judgmental and just being good with you. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. And knowing how to look after you and yeah. You know, knowing what it's like, if you're tired and frustrated, don't think, don't, don't try and solve your life that day. You know, maybe that's a day just to go for a walk and, and watch a beautiful movie and then think the next day and just really nurturing you. We, we, we're just human beings. You know, we don't have a manual. We don't, we weren't born with, you know, the perfect path to follow. We kind of have to feel it and make mistakes and learn and grow and just, yeah, just really trying to be kind to me and yeah. kind. And then obviously I can be kind to everyone else and things go a little bit easier and you attract high vibe people into your life and things keep going better. Definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. So on this journey of yoga to self-acceptance where you are now, was there anything else that you did, any other exercises or practices that you used like journaling or meditation or did you work with a counselor? Like, was there anything else that you used on your own journey that really helped you to get to this place of confidence and self-acceptance? So meditation was really, really key. When I was teaching yoga a lot, my body was quite tired. So it was the meditation practice that I found really, really kind of, important kept me clear kept me focused and then yeah I worked with coaches and when I learned my Akashic Record um, course I, I did that so I was in a group so it was a group of women all on a similar level all learning and experiencing and growing and nurturing and it was brilliant so yeah with my Akashic Record reading I learned to do it on myself first and it's through a journaling practice so yeah I've got so many journals in my <laughs> life a venting journal when I just you know feel the rage and you want to just get it out and um yeah so journaling was huge too yeah yeah that's beautiful yeah I think if we don't I know I've talked about this before, but I think if we don't allow ourselves to feel like you just said you had a rage journal, which I absolutely love. I've never heard of that and I love it. And I might get start that for myself. Yeah, but, I often burn pages. <laughs> <laughs> I think so often as women too, you know, we are conditioned that we are supposed to be, what is it, sugar and spice and everything nice. And, you know, we're, and we're not supposed to be angry and we're not supposed to be frustrated and we're not supposed to allow those you know seemingly negative things to the surface like they're not acceptable 
And I think this journey of self-acceptance, tell me if you agree with me, the more you accept yourself, the more you kind of see those parts of you. And it's like, if you make those wrong, it doesn't work. Like you have to learn a way to be with that part of yourself in a constructive way. Yeah. And rather than suppress it and push it down and ignore it and deny it, like let it rise up and then let it out. Yeah. And then that's much better. But we are, you know, we're, we all have the masculine and feminine sides, don't we? And we can f flip out of balance sometimes, but it's just honoring what's showing up at the time. And I think my biggest um, lessons, the biggest things that have made me cross have been showing me what needs loving more in my life. I remember uh, something really bad happened with a coach that I was working with and, and it went quite wrong and it felt so bad. It felt so bad, but I, I vented and I raged and I wrote it all out and then the tears came and then I was able to ask, what would love do now? You know, if I can't find the love in me, I open up to what would love. And so opening up to the energy of love and kind of inviting it in. And then you're like, okay, so if it can't come from me, it can come from the universe and inviting it in and through. And that really helped make a quick shift into forgiveness and moving on. That's gorgeous. Okay. So if listeners, if you didn't catch that, the simple question was, what would love do now? Like, holy crap. That's, <laughs> that's a, such a simple sentence, but such a profound thing, really. Like just having that attitude, like allowing the anger to come up and the rage and everything that needs to come out. But yeah. just that question, like that's a transformational question. It really, really was. Because you can go over it and talk about it and, you know, keep feeding that little fire of what's annoyed you, what's got you down. And, and every time you talk about it, 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 brings up those feelings again and again it's like feeding the fire but if you are able to open up and ask that question it's you know you forget what's happened and how it made you feel and you start walking into how you do want to feel and and the rest of your life empowered yeah, yeah. and really change your vibration it's a very conscious way to to up your vibe yeah yeah and the other thing that you said again because this is important is you said if you don't feel the love inside of you get it from somewhere else because mm -hmm. i mean it's energy right and it's it's all around us it's what the universe is and yeah and that's like grounding you know yeah i'd hear all of these and i'm sure we all have heard all these practices breath work grounding but actually like when you are grounded you are hooked into earth the earth energy can come up into your body and being and i start every single yoga class with that like tap in plug in open up to that source mother earth energy and then also through the crown and to the sky and so the breath actually links us body mind soul earth sky you know we're all connected and then it can all flow through so your yoga practice becomes like a healing practice and you just let everything come up for yourself and out that's gorgeous that's gorgeous hmm. i wish that you weren't on the other side of the world i would love to come to one of your classes <laughs> Well, I've been doing yoga through um, for Zoom and stuff, and I've got a Facebook group where I put classes in, so people from anywhere can um, can join that if they want to. Oh, awesome! Awesome! Yes, I'm totally gonna come join, and I'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. So if anybody else is listening who wants to join, you can jump on in. So this journey of sort of self love, self acceptance, 
as you have learned to accept yourself and love yourself more, how has that impacted the other relationships in your life and the other people that you attract into your life? That's a really big question. So I think as a businesswoman, it's meant I don't get pushed around because actually when I set myself up in business, you know, I was like, oh, I was sort of feeling quite small still and and it felt like quite a brave move. But now, six years in, I'm like, this is me, this is what I do. And 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 I sort of don't get pushed around and I value me, I value myself, I value my business. Because money actually has a funny I think especially for spiritual people in and us yogis can be, you know, do things for free and all of that stuff. But actually the money journey as well has been quite an empowering journey for me. And, you know, I used to think that, oh, you know, rich people weren't, weren't particularly nice. They weren't particularly spiritual and so kept myself small, but actually doing some work on that and shifting, it's like money can help empower you to live the life that you want. So you don't have to really think about money so much, you know, you kind of get over it a bit. We all need it. Um, and that has been a really big thing for me too. Um, and just seeing myself as equals, like having meetings with big business men and used to be getting pushed around and the way that they see you can be kind of little woman and it, it's quite <laughs> enraging, but actually, no it's like i'm not taking that and why should we and i think it's really changing now um to be accepted but you have to accept yourself first and you have to sometimes really dig your heels in and not get pushed around you know yeah. it's like find those muscles and <laughs> pull your sleeves up and you know <laughs> just go into it a bit yeah it's not very yogic that way but um it's necessary too i've found yeah yeah well, and that's just, that's so many things in there, but so much of what you just said too is boundaries and just sort yeah. of setting standards for yourself and, and demanding, I don't know if demanding is the right word, but you know, insisting that others meet you on the same level. Yeah. And not backing down. Yeah. And that's where the confidence comes in, not backing down, knowing that's, you know, that's where you're at and, and just sticking to your guns, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So this journey, how has you, and like we're talking about it, so I just want you to dive in a little bit more, this journey of self-acceptance, how has this impacted you as an entrepreneur and your business and your offerings? And like, tell us a little bit more about that and about what you actually are currently offering. Okay. So, um, I have been working with women with fertility problems. Um, and so I have created this soul baby program where people can, because often what you want the most, uh, there's the biggest kind of karma or um, lessons and things in there that you need to deal with. And it feels like impossible, but you still really want it. So I help people kind of, aim for their dreams and 
move whatever's in the way of assisting them getting there. And I can't promise, obviously, it's always going to be successful, but I have many success cases. And often it will be, for example, I worked with one lady who had had so many problems with miscarriages and, and just, you know, eight years of trauma. And, and then we had a session together and she realized that she still didn't see herself as responsible. And it was like some old belief from being a teenager. And we kind of got through all of the, the surface stuff that was in the way. But actually, it was like the penny just dropped. How can I be a parent if I still feel irresponsible? So we did some work, you know, forgiveness and loving that little part of herself. So she was like, wow, and she's a mummy. And, you know, it's just amazing. Um, and I know in my life, I've been a single parent actually for quite a while now and managed to send my children to a school that I, I dreamt of. And when I was doing that move, it was like, there's no way on earth, there's no way on earth that I can do this. But I knew I really wanted to because my eldest son was really struggling with dyslexia and not really coping where he was at. And I, I made the move and it was literally against all of my family's kind of belief in me and and I've been doing it and it's been a really good thing. So I think you have your goals because they're like little things that lead you to where you want to go. And, and I help people believe in it and get there. You know, you can have dreams, you can forget your dreams and you can kind of muddle on through day to day and it's all okay. But I really believe we've got the biggest lessons are on the way to our biggest goals. Definitely. That's beautiful. So you have a book as well, don't you? You have written a book. Tell us a little bit about that. So my book is called Don't Get Stuck on Your Asana because asana is yoga postures and, but it's also bringing in my kind of coaching and, and it's, it's a little book where you can dip in and out of it, but the aim is to make you feel good every time you read it. And there's, exercises for breathing there's my yoga sequence which helped completely fix my back and there's lots of little things in there which are hopefully just going to inspire you to go down that route a little bit further there's a bit about my akashic records and just helping you make shifts in your life to feel good that's awesome and is that available online can we have it a look available on amazon too now i finally got my pick oh. back on amazon so um yeah that took some doing tech, tech, tech issues there but yeah that's available to buy and yeah there's okay. an uh, ebook as well oh beautiful yeah. beautiful okay yeah we'll make sure to link to both like the the amazon if people want like a paper copy and the ebook so that it's both there okay awesome um also that's like the best title <laughs> Like some explaining to some people. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure non-yogis would be like, "What? Don't get what?" <laughs> it's, you know, it's designed for for that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, as we are sort of preparing to wrap up here, if there was one, only one sort of exercise or practice that you would recommend to somebody, you know, maybe somebody who's still in that place you were in your early twenties of no confidence and feeling sort of really crap about yourself and about your body. If there was one thing that you would recommend to them, what would that be? 
relaxation and so the voice in my head was loud 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 and I couldn't switch it off and I think the most important thing anyone all of us can do every single day is to find a way of relaxing and sometimes that might mean listening to some music sometimes that may, might mean doing some breathing exercises but for me it's I'll play um, a relaxation audio and just listen to that like a yoga nidra as well is really helpful but there's there's so many things out there but finding something that works for you and just making relaxation a key practice in every single day it just changes your vibe yeah yeah and i love i love it because it gets to be simple like it's not about changing everything about your life or overhauling your whole lifestyle it's just carving out some time yeah and when you're relaxed you're already much more accepting and loving and kind to yourself, but it's just kind of switching the mind body off for a bit and just, just, yeah. 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 All right, Emma, if listeners want to get in touch with you, if they want to find out more about your coaching or your Akashic records work or any of that, where is the best place for them to do so? So my website is emma-burton.com. Okay. And most of you, you can contact me there. You can have a look at what else I do. And yeah. Perfect. And I'm sure there's links to everything from the website. <laughs> yes, hopefully all working. But yeah, and there's a few audio um, resources there as well and a few blogs and things too. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. All right, Emma, thank you so much for being here. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Oh, thank you for having me. I've loved talking to you too. It's great. Thank you for being here and thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed my conversation with Emma and that you got lots of good little nuggets out of that interview. If you want to find out more about Emma or her work or access her book, all of the links to do that are in the show notes below. Also, if you want to jump in and join our members hub, it is totally free and it is packed full of self-love and body positive resources for you to dive on into. The link for that is down in the show notes as well. Here is to you loving yourself. See you soon.